Welcome to the morning lesson, and I am Miss Laura. Today's story is a coyote story. Coyote is a trickster who is very clever and wise, but he cannot always be trusted. Coyote likes to change the rules. Coyote likes to play tricks. He likes to joke. He likes to make people laugh. But often, and that is because he has made fun of someone else. Maybe you know someone like Coyote, who's always joking, making fun of other people. You can tell people are, do not like this and will eventually turn the tables on the Coyote. Coyote's home was called Ishmovala, and he had a neighbor, Wild Turkey. They were good friends and good neighbors. They both had fine families, little children all over. Of course, Coyote had pups, like dogs. Dogs have pups. And Turkey, Turkey had pullets, or pults. Coyote visited Turkey once, where they, when they were feasting on pine nuts. They, those pine nuts are delicious if you've never had them. Coyote enjoyed watching the poults, the little turkeys. Their feathers were so lovely. He wished he had nice feathers like them, or at least fine markings. He, he wished he, his pups had fine markings too. He wondered aloud how their feathers were so nicely appointed. How could this be? He thought, petting them with his forepaw. Turkey noticed all of this and said, Oh, Coyote, I will tell you my secret. I made these babies to be so. First, I baked them in the oven and ate them. I ate only the meat and not any of the bones. I did not bite nor nick nor scrape the bones, but left them whole. And then I put the bones into a tray and sang my special song over them, telling them to wake up, wake up, wake up. After my song is finished, I put the bones outside. The children come back to life and came back beautifully so. Turkey was playing a trick on Coyote. You and I can see that plainly. This was not true at all. But Coyote did not know this. Now I'm sorry to tell you that this trick of turkeys went very sour. Coyote did go home. He called his children. He put them in the oven and baked them. He ate them. He took their bones out and sang their song and tossed them outside. And wake up, wake up. But they did not. Nothing happened. Poor Coyote lost his children. And he grew very angry. Angry at Turkey for playing such a trick on him. He chased her and her children high up into the mountains. But never caught her. I suppose that is why coyotes still hunt turkeys and have never become friends again. This is just a short little story for introducing the study of animals. A great one just for the trickster nature of coyote. Fourth graders, 
third and fourth graders who are going through the nine-year-old change often become very trickster-like. During the fourth grade, we're going to have many stories, different tricksters from around the world. And it's important for the children to see that being tricky and clever has its good qualities, but it also can go sour and cause some problems in the world. So these stories will help the children live into things that they're already feeling. I want to also give you a poem today. I love working with elementary school children with poetry to exercise the hearing and also the articulation, the movement of our tongue and our larynxes. It's hard to believe, but when we have uh, issues with our handwriting or with our spelling or with our reading, often we can link these to the audio, the, the hearing issues. And it's not that students can't hear the sounds. It, it's more as if there's sort of an undeveloped muscle to grab the sounds that are in the middle and endings of words. If your child is, is working with dyscalculia or dysgraphia or dyslexia or any of the uh, things within that neurodi neurodivergent umbrella, working with poetry and speech actually has this magical way of working with all of these other processes that can create struggles for students in their academic learning. For fourth grade in the geography block, I love this little poem that I'm gonna to read to you and you can work with it yourselves. When you're working with this particular poem, you wanna you wanna move with it because there's a lot of movement, and uh, let your arms and hands sort of embody the the space around you with the poem. Remember that speech is sound, and sound is a vibration, which means sound is a movement, and uh, we can make that movement visible. And that's the work of Eurythmy, but we're just going to work this like a speech poem. So, bubbling and splashing and foaming and dashing with noise and with bustle, the brook rushes by. By silent and slow, the deep river flow. On its smooth glassy surface, reflecting the sky. Thus, shallow pretense bubbles on without sense while true knowledge and wisdom sit silently by. Bubbling and splashing and foaming and dashing with noise and with bustle, the brook rushes by. But silent and slow does the deep river flow on its smooth glassy surface reflecting the sky. Thus, Shallow pretense bubbles on without sense, while true knowledge and wisdom sit silently by. I'm going to say it one more time for you. 
Bubbling and splashing and foaming and dashing with noise and with bustle, the brook rushes by. But silent and slow does the deep river flow on its smooth glassy surface reflecting the sky. Thus shallow pretense bubbles on without sense while true knowledge and wisdom sit silently by. Enjoy the poem. I don't know the author's name. If uh, anybody finds it, please let me know, and I'll credit them in the description. And until next time, bye!